Welcome, listeners, to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, the podcast dedicated to the lighter side of crime fiction. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host. On each episode, I interview an author writing cozy, traditional, or historical mysteries. You won't find mysteries with explicit sex or violence. You will find mysteries with high-quality writing, intriguing plots, and engaging characters. Thanks for listening. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. I'm Alexia Gordon, author and host of the podcast. Author Anne Claire joins me in the corner today to chat about Dead in Gondola, the first Christie bookshop mystery. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Alexia. Thanks so much for having me. Would you please introduce uh, to your sleuth, uh, Ellie Christie, and tell us what's happening in Last Word, Colorado? Well, thanks. Um, she's brand new to the cozy mystery world. This is the first in the series. And Ellie is, she's 33. She's been traveling the world uh, since college on these wonderful, sort of my fantasy, these bookish gigs. So she's led tours in Agatha Christie's hometown. She's worked in an expat bookshop in Paris and taught English in Japan and literature, all these wonderful things. And she's, you know, she's loved most of them, most of them been great, but they've also confirmed uh, what her dream job is. And when the book starts, she has her dream job and it's coming back to Little Lastwood, Colorado to work with her big sister Meg and their family's historic bookshop, the Book Chalet. Now, as you mentioned, you're, you're, um, Ellie is returning to her hometown to work her dream job, you know, running the family business. Now, that's a, a bit of a, a, that's a fresh twist on the trope. There's not some tragedy that's happened that's driven her back to her hometown. She's going back because she, she's delighted to be there. So was that, was that a deliberate choice or did it just kind of work out that way? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think it was deliberate. I wanted it to be She's excited to be there and she's really looking forward to working with her big sister and she gets to spend time with her gram, her grandmother and her 14 year old niece. And I think I don't mention it in the book. I don't think we want to think about the last two years and pandemics and things like that. But in the background, she wants to be back home. She wants to be close to family. And so when the book starts, there she is. But then, of course, it's a mystery. So... (laughs) It's not, it's not all as easy as she thinks. Now, what inspired you to uh, make a bookshop run by uh, sort of Agatha Christie super fans as the centerpiece of your story? Well, I, I think in a way this is, it's kind of my dream job. Like I, I know in reality it's hard and I probably, I couldn't do it, nor could I be a sleuth. But in, in this cozy world I've created, um, they have this wonderful historic bookshop. And I like the idea of, them working together, sort of a sleuthing duo that's not romantic partners, not friends, but two family members and then their extended family too. Now, I can't imagine that many people have not heard of Agatha Christie, but Mary Westmacott's a name that might be unfamiliar to some. So who was Mary Westmacott? Yeah, that's Agatha Christie. That was her pseudonym. And um, I found that really interesting that, that she did that. She was writing in a different genre. Uh, as I understand it, I read up about her and was just fascinated by this. She wanted to write some books that were mysteries. She really 
she really in her heart wanted to do this. And her publishers were like, well, <laughs> everyone loves your mysteries. They were kind of like, ah, you don't need to do this. So she took a pen name and, and wrote these books that weren't mysteries. I don't think any dead bodies. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you wrote that uh, we Christies weren't catastrophists. We were practical. We were also avid mystery readers. Mm-hmm. So how did having a practical sleuth with an interest in mysteries sort of impact the way you handled um, her investigating the case? Well, I think... I wanted them to be Agatha Christie super kind of super fans there. They can know a lot more than I do, all the details. And but they also take their inspiration from their for their sleuthing from their reading. This is their expertise in the cozy. Like they're big readers, they're huge mystery readers. And they kind of think, well, what would Miss Marple do? Uh, how would she go about this? And she was very practical in just sort of this not a pessimistic way, but a realistic way. She was sort of, well, I'll think the worst and then <laughs> see if that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so they, they do suspect everybody um, within reason, right? They, they think who would who could do this? And it's not maybe the most, we're not going to see the killer broadcasting himself or herself. It, it's going to be somebody hidden. So we have to be practical. Now, did, did you find that... Uh challenging uh, compared to say uh, maybe the uh, you know, a lot of stories sort of have a, a reluctant sleuth but you know, here's a sleuth that's willing to, to jump right in which could potentially mm-hmm. put them in more danger yeah I think so um and I must say I won't give away the, the story but in a way they do hesitate a little bit there's another mystery going on in the background one of their friends is has gone missing and so they start to look in on that but then it all connects eventually to this murder and this mystery and, and secrets and such. So so at first they're like, okay, well, we won't. <laughs> and in my mind, I thought, well, they should be even more hesitant because I, I think I was projecting myself. I would be very, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I would be very hesitant. But they but they do have to step up. And this is what I love about cozies and, and mysteries like this is that they step up to help their friends. And so they have to, they kind of have to get involved to make sure that the right person is caught and everyone's safe. Now, last word, Colorado sounds like the perfect town for a bookstore. Is that based mm-hmm. on a real place? It is a little bit real place, a little bit fantasy again. Um, the, the towns of Telluride and Uray, if you've been out there, <laughs> um, Telluride has this gondola that goes up to an, another town called Mountain Village. And my husband and I were out there a couple times just visiting. And I thought, oh, it's a dreamland. It's very scenic. It's really a, a lovely place. Also one of those places that I could never live. It's so expensive, <laughs> but it's in, in fiction I can. <laughs> and so they have this um, a town somewhat like that. It's in two parts, last word. And there's the base village and then this scenic hamlet that has Swiss-style villas and chalets and kind of postcard pretty, and that's where their bookshop is. So that's how you write a big ski resort, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'll confess I'm not a skier, <laughs> but I always want to go to these places because I imagine all the other amenities, like making cocoa by the fireplace, and <laughs> I will put on a snowshoe, but then the main draw is going back to the fireplace and drinking hot drinks. So the Book Chalet is also this reader's refuge, like a reader's retreat. So if you're tired from the slopes or if your friends are out there skiing all day, you could spend time in the reading lounge and relax by the fireplace with their cats. And 
that's kind of my ski dream. <laughs> yes, the ski lodges sound like wonderful places to be. It, yeah. <laughs> then add in some books and it's perfect, right? Absolutely perfect. Yeah, they just <laughs> need more books. <laughs> now, you, you open your story with a character coming into the bookshop dressed as uh, Emily Trefusis from The Citifer oh. Mystery. Mm-hmm. So if, if you could be any Christie character for a day, who would you choose? Oh. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a good question. Who do I want to be? I I think I would be Miss Marple. I don't know. Who would you be? <laughs> uh, actually Miss Marple. Um I, yeah. I she I like her because people underestimate her because she looks mm-hmm. like a little old lady, but she's actually the smartest person in the room. So Yes. Yes. Well put, exactly. <laughs> And she gets so inf- so much information just sitting there knitting or gardening. I could do the gardening. Yes, I I, I would be her. I mean, Emily Trefusis probably has a better wardrobe, but I like Miss Marple. <laughs> probably, I probably wouldn't enjoy wearing it as much. I'd be Miss Marple. <laughs> but do you have a favorite Agatha Christie mystery? Oh yeah, I was thinking of this, trying to prepare, and it's so hard to say. I. I like them all for different reasons. Like there's always lines or characters that that I love. Um, I do like, and then there were none because it's just so clever. You think, uh, I won't, again, I won't say, but I'm sure people know the ending, but how did she do it? She's amazing. And then I, I, I will confess I have this horrible memory. And so sometimes I'll forget the ending so I can read them over again and be just, <laughs> just as surprised. I'm the ideal reader of, of rereading mysteries. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good problem to have is you, you can't I enjoy can. the same story over and over. I can. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, speaking of over and over, they have been probably dozens of TV and movie adaptations of, of Christie's stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite adaptations or, or do you not mm-hmm. like adaptations at all? I like adaptations. I do. And Again, with my poor memory that I'm just confessing to here, I, I, I'm not such a like I, I won't notice sometimes the details that get changed or missed. But and I, I like them afresh. I've, we've been watching the um, the short Praros on on PBS. I think we get them through YouTube, and I just love them. They're like an hour and a half long, and he steps up and he solves the case, and it's all very satisfying. <laughs> Now, one of your characters hosts an online book club. Um, mm-hmm. Book clubs have probably been around almost as long as books, but you know, going online has made them more accessible, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So do you belong to any book clubs or have you belonged to any book clubs? I follow a lot of them for recommendations. And in the back of my mind with that book club, I was thinking um, Reese Witherspoon's massive book club and book recommendations that she does. And a little bit of that character, I was thinking of so many people watching her online and flocking to her books. Is is that one you recommend for folks? Uh, Reese Witherspoon's book club? I do. I often really like her selections. Do you have one that you follow and, re- and recommend? Um, you know, I actually don't. I have to admit, um, I don't think I've been a part of book clubs since I was in school when yeah. someone started a, a club based on the the movie um, Dead Poets Society, which oh, tells you how old I am. But <laughs> oh, well, here, <laughs> me too. <laughs> 
So what's what's next for you now that your um, your uh, first book is is coming out? What's what's after Dead and Gondola? Well, uh, Dead and Gondola comes out November first, and I'm excited about that. It's speeding right along toward me, and I'm right now trying to finish a draft of the second book, which is still I need a title, <laughs> I need an ending. I think I know the ending finally, so that's exciting. I just have to get there. So I've been working on that, and it's been fun to. I'll be with the Christie sisters again, and this time um, exploring a little bit more of their background. The second one is about um, a cousin of theirs who starts up a matchmaking service date, um, based on bookish interests, like we'll match you by being book people, which I think is a, a great idea. But of course, again, it's a mystery, so things quickly go wrong. Did you have to do any any research on that? I I did not. I made up this matchmaking service and I'm just thinking she made it up too. So we'll go with that. <laughs> they talk books a lot. It sounds like a good idea though. So, um, so. You know, maybe somebody so. will actually, if you can match people based on what, you know, dogs and farms and things like that, why not books? Yeah, exactly. Maybe there is such a thing. Maybe I should do some research and make sure I'm <laughs> tiptoeing on somebody else's big idea. <laughs> And uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, the book will be out uh, November, in November. And where, where can readers buy a copy of Dead and Gondola? You can buy it in your local bookstore, hopefully, if you request it, or maybe it'll be there. Um, libraries, I'm hoping it'll be in a lot of libraries. And then at my publisher, Penguin Random House and Bantam Books, it should be there and with lots of links of other places you can buy it. And where can readers connect with you? I... I am probably most on Instagram where I share too much, many pictures of my cats and Colorado landscapes, but on Instagram, I'm Ann Claire author and I'm on Facebook as Ann Claire mysteries. And then I do have a website, which I admit to being lax about, but it is called, see, I'm even looking at it as I read to you novel mystery and it's a Wix site.com. And I, I don't think a cozy author can post too many pictures of their cats on Instagram. <laughs> well, actually, she can. I, I was posting too many and a friend delicately intervened and said I shouldn't. So I, my cats actually have their own Instagram, too, which is a whole <laughs> different story. <laughs> so where, where can we find your cats on Instagram? Oh, my cats. <laughs> the cats are the Purr sisters. <laughs> the Purr sisters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is one of them actually named Agatha? I uh, know Agatha is Agatha, Agatha cat in the story is modeled after one of the cats though the little fluffy Siamese we, my husband and I got pandemic kittens so oh <laughs> and I started their Instagram page <laughs> I'm confessing all this I, actually pet Instagram pages are, are very popular so it's um you're 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 in good company <laughs> yeah it's it's relaxing <laughs> to look at cats dogs and it's also relaxing to read cozy mysteries so um <laughs> so uh like i said you know, folks will be able to find yours uh november tell me the date again november yeah, november 1st november 1st it's uh, less than a month so oh, it's perfect um after the you know things have calmed down a little bit from halloween it'll be uh perfect to start getting in the mood for thanksgiving yes absolutely and snow season and warm drinks Yes. Um, hopefully no real dead bodies. Just Hopefully not. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, Anne, to chat about Dead and Gondola. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon. My guest today was Anne Claire, chatting about Dead and Gondola, the first Christie bookshop mystery. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Cozy Corner with Alexia Gordon, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm Alexia Gordon, award-winning author and host of the show. Tune in next time for another chat with an author writing on the lighter side of crime. Until then, goodbye.